Welcome to this week's edition of the Property Buyer and Sellers Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Hume, and I'm here to take you through the very latest news and views, hints, tips, and tricks to help you on your property journey. Well, welcome back, folks. The Property Buyer and Sellers Podcast is back once more, and as always, with a very interesting guest. This week, I'm delighted to welcome Guy Charison. He is a chartered surveyor, auctioneer, director of network auctions with over 40 years experience in the property sector with a wide knowledge and experience of everything property. And we work together regularly, don't we, guys? So it's nice to do this. We certainly do, Ken. It's nice to see you. And yeah, you too. It's lovely to see you because obviously- I would like to just say, uh, yes, it's, it's unbelievable. Over 40 years experience. I did start when I was very young, Ken. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the thing is, you guys have it. When it comes to auctions, you guys have all the knowledge and it's been great partnering with you over the years. And we've done some great, we've had some great results for our clients in that time. Um, and auctions aren't for everybody, are they, Guy? No, they're not. I mean, obviously, um, the thing about auctions, every property or piece of land can be sold by auction. But ultimately, it's often the seller's circumstance that um, dictates a good auction lot. You know, when you've got a seller um, who really needs to move, um, maybe it's a probate sale, they just want certainty, uh, or a lot of, um, we actually sell for a lot of charities um, and housing associations. They want to make sure it's a very clear, open market. Everyone has the opportunity of bidding. And uh, so there are different different reasons that people come to to sell. Um, what what is interesting is that historically, I think it is it is fair to say that looking back, a lot of properties were that were sold um, years ago were sold as you know, sort of somewhat problem properties. Um, they had structural problems or they had uh, title defects. But that has definitely changed considerably, and a lot of more traditional ordinary properties are um, coming to the auction uh, market and. And auctioneers have actually expanded their market. Um, it was roughly for a long time. It was only about two percent of properties in the UK that were that were sold were actually sold by auction. Uh, but it's now uh, really about four percent. So we've doubled our market, and I think that's going to um, be increasing um, substantially. I agree entirely. Yeah, and we work together in many many occasions and the results we've achieved have been astounding on occasion because we try and make sure that the right kind of instruction goes to auction and as an estate agent working in the business where you sell a property and that sale can take between eight to 20 weeks and there are lots of things that can happen in between it is a thing of beauty to see the hammer go down when guy says sold to the person in the corner and then to think we've just done a deal on the spot. There's something very beautiful about that. I know it's the oldest form of sale as well, isn't it? That's a beautiful. It really is. Yeah. And it's just the bang, gavel goes down. It is sold. Contracts are exchanged. And that that is an attractive thing to not only to the seller, but to the buyer as well. You know, um, know, we always think about um, buyers getting messed around and sellers getting messed around. And that just avoids that. I mean, often yeah. our marketing um, campaign will be three weeks or even less, you know, from the time you, you might phone us up and say, okay, I've got this property. The vendors uh, want to go down auction route. We're, we're happy to go with it. And within three weeks, we've exchanged contracts for them and sometimes even less. Um, yeah. And what's interesting at the moment, um, the average estate agency pipeline is turning over um, two and a half times a year. So that means, you know, that every if you put a property on the market, you know, you're going to get you're going to get two and a half times a year. Where the auctioneers, we're having maybe ten or or twelve sales a year, and uh, depending on on, um, you know, but so we're turning over ten times the amount, um, which means that you know, a client can get. I mean, yeah, 
won't tell you statistics, statistics and lies, but you could make it, you know, say it's four times more, couldn't you? You know, yeah. you could, um, yeah. And a matter of interest, um, can um, people always worry about, you know, would I sell at auction? Um, but at network auctions, we, we don't like to take things on unless they are the right suitable properties. And we, we have said to you in the past, um, yeah, we don't think this is quite suitable because of this, that or the other reason. Um, and it's normally price. We want to make sure the price is reasonable um, yeah. and ach- achievable, I should say, rather than reasonable. Um, and But we do have an 85% success rate, which we're very proud of. So 85% of um, things that go into our auctions sell each time. And I think that's something uh, we can be very proud of. I think you should be proud of it. And over the years, I feel like I've become more of an expert on what is a suitable auction lot and what is not and what circumstances make it suitable, not just on a price basis, but sometimes there's a level of difficulty, which means that it can't be sold open market very easily or sometimes indeed just privacy. Some people just want to sell it in a different way and get it done quickly and walk away. And um, I think, you know, for me, it's a great addition to our business having the auction channel. And I think what a lot of people don't realise, what a lot of our listeners won't realise is that when you go on with network auctions and, for instance, ourselves, James Alexander, you get the exposure of the traditional route as well as the benefit of the national auction buyers. And I think one of the things that's underrated is the essential information group and how that channels all of those auction bidders through one platform. It's a bit like the right move of the auction world, really, isn't it, Kai? Absolutely. EIG have done a fantastic job. David Sandiman, who... Um, runs EIG is, is certainly a friend to all the auctioneers um, and the yeah. statistical information he has is 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 unbelievable uh, yeah. absolutely unbelievable and of yeah. course now we're seeing most of the auctions uh, happening online so again you know pre-pandemic um, we were always uh, in, our, in our hotel room standing up waving the gavel but now everything's online and people like it we, we thought um, what's going to happen you know after the pandemic is over will we go back to the auction room but, um, you know, people are not interested. I think um, when I had one of my clients um, who is in his mid-70s um, who would happily um, describe himself as a dinosaur, when he said to me, really, I don't want to go back to an auction room. I like doing it online. Uh, I think you know that things things have changed. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I have a mixed reaction from my clients. When I recommend auction for whatever reason it is and we decide to go that route, I'd say about 50% of my clients choose not to watch the auction on the day because they're, they're just so anxious. And I end up watching it for them and calling them immediately as it terminates to let them know what the final price was and how the bidding went. Because well, the excitement is great, but also can be can be punishing to the nervous. Absolutely, Kim. Well, I hope that the time I, I do remember the, the flat that we sold for you, which was a ground floor, I think, flat. And I think we got two hundred or 250000 over the guy price. I hope that your clients were watching on that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They were, actually. And yeah, they were absolutely, absolutely delighted, yeah. And many times we've had great success and, and way above the reserve. But the key thing is not to raise expectations above what is realistic for the market as well. Because yeah, we don't want to mislead anybody. Auctions is great. Um, you won't necessarily get the same price that you would get on the open residential market because, of course, you're accessing those with cash, those that can do the deals quickly, those that have uh, commercial finance and the like, which is great, but they are looking for some sort of commercial deal quite often, such as maybe a buy-to-let investment. And it may mean that you get slightly less than on the open market. There are occasions, however, it can go the other way. Of course. Yeah, we can give examples of both ways, that's for sure. But generally, you know, in exchange for the certainty of a sale, and as we we said, often with just a two- or three-week marketing program, we've exchanged contracts, 
yeah, that has got a lot of value to people, and that is worth worth to so some people. They'll say, well, yes, I'm happy to accept a lower price to have that certainty. Um, it does remind me of a, a situation once I had a, a friend of mine. Um, he was our old printer, in actual fact. He uh, immigrated to New Zealand, and he'd sold his house through an estate agent, and everything was going through, and he'd moved out to New Zealand. And he phoned me up one day in, a, in an absolute panic, and, and I said, um, what's the problem? He said, well, um, I'm about to get thrown out of New Zealand because part of the um, – uh, immigration dealers. So I had to take so much money in, which I thought I was going to take from my house, but the house sale is going, just sort of going nowhere and probably falling through. Yeah, can we put it into auction? And of course, we were able to do that. Uh, we actually fact got him a very good price, a price that were it was, uh, I think it was actually slightly more than he got private treaty, and he was able to to stay. And he's been there, I think, now ten or twelve years. So yeah, amazing, so save him getting kicked out of New Zealand, which I didn't think was going to be a very attractive option for him. Yeah. I mean, one of the skills that you've got, Guy, and, and one of the things that I miss is actually the old traditional auction, you know, standing up on a platform. And for the listeners, Guy is, he's so smooth, he could slide right out of that suit when he's on the platform. <laughs> he really is. It's fabulous. But it's great to see. And I do miss those days. I used to love coming to the auctions and the excitement, and you could cut the tension in the room with a knife sometimes. Well, I have to say, you know, I, I must admit that, yeah, I'm always never happier than when I'm on the, on, on, on the rostrum. Yeah, absolutely. And I miss those days. I do hope in some ways that we go back to that at some point. But I do uh, recognise and understand that we're having great success online. So why would you go back to a room, I suppose? But um, there's something missing there for me. Well, like a lot of auctioneers, I do a lot of charity auctions. um, And it's always great fun to do that. So I'm waving my gavel. um, And this year I've raised uh, some hundreds of thousands um, for charities, which has been great fun. That's a beautiful thing. Excellent. So what about the market? Let's talk about the market because things are changing over here. I know you're currently sure. in the States, but I know that you I am, but I'm actually over here. I'm very, very active every single day in the UK property market. So I'm very much aware. Yeah, I mean it's a very look, let's be quite honest, you know, how things can change so quickly. You know, we've gone from um what was a phenomenal market um to what is now now a tricky market. Um and I think you know we probably will see more properties coming through auction as people want the, the certainty that's no i think you know it's what is um concerning to a lot of people at the moment is the uncertainty you know where are we going to be in you know three months you know the fact that all the so many different mortgage products are being withdrawn etc um yeah. and it's the certainty that people want and that's going to be attractive to them by going for the auction option absolutely yeah and what we've seen in the last week or so is that the Fixed rates have been withdrawn, firstly, from the smaller lenders because of the bond markets and the unsettled markets there meant that they couldn't secure long term rates. And that yeah. quickly led to contagion like dominoes, really, yeah, of the larger lenders. And then everybody said, well, we can't be certain of what the rates will be and withdrew. But they are starting to come back in now. There are about 70 deals out there for buy to let investors. There are only two for company, limited company buy-to-lets at the moment. So that's looking quite poor. But I suspect, like all of these things, initially there's a big panic, but we will see a calm after the storm. Don't get me uh, wrong, I think the days of cheap money have gone. Um, we're not likely to see very, very low interest rates as we've been used to. Uh, but I also think we're, we're going to see markets settle down a bit over the next few weeks. Yeah, a statistic I heard the other day, Ken, was quite interesting, that um, obviously – um, a lot of people don't have a mortgage, as that's first worth saying. Um, yeah. And uh, a lot of people have, you know, they're on special rates. And when you actually um, work it out, there's only two and a half percent of the UK housing stock is on variable interest rates. 
Yes. Not extraordinary. Now, it is extraordinary. A lot of people uh, are coming. And if you, if you are coming to the end of a fixed rate at the moment, it's of, of concern to you. Um, but a lot of people are on, on rates that um, will not be maturing for you know, a period of time. And, you know, things will probably be somewhat different by then. Well, let's hope so. The, the statistic on the number of deals expiring every month, everyone coming off a fixed rate and onto a variable is about 300,000 people. So there yeah, are right. a lot of people out there that every month, are, you know, what's happening yeah. now. And, you know, one of the things that we've been saying on the Property Buyer and Sellers podcast for some months is this is not financial advice because we have to say that, but that yeah. you should be looking to fix your rates. So I hope that many of them have already done so. But if you are in a position where you're worried, then always try and contact your lender first because you might be surprised that they can offer some deals. Even if you have a current fixed rate, there may be a penalty for coming out. But also you may find it's worth paying that penalty in the light of rates that may be higher further down the road. And that's a judgment call to make and a difficult one. Well, it sounds like you gave people some good advice in, in the months gone past. Um Particularly, I'm sure people who maybe fixed you know, three or four months ago will be very pleased. Although, it's interestingly enough, when I when I look back, um, having been in this business for such a long time, it's very rare that with fixed rate deals that the lender doesn't end up doing well. Um, which you know, so some hopefully that gives some encouragement. Um, again, yeah. no financial advice, but yeah. based on the past, so hopefully that gives some encouragement that things um, will ease down. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's interesting to me is that there's not much difference between two year fixes and five year fixes. Uh, And there is there is a view that the next two years, turbulent over the next five years, things start to settle down. So I think we're in for a bit of a rocky ride over the next couple of years. But it does look like things will start to settle. Yeah. Well, a week is a long time in politics, as they used to say. Absolutely. And it's a long time in property, too. That's for sure, the way things are moving. Uh, But what we're finding so far, one of the things that we're finding in the office is that there are certainly less buyers. The phones aren't as busy, but there's also less stock around, you know, because the thing that people don't consider is that, yes, sellers uh, are out there and and they want to sell their houses, but also they have a choice just like buyers. And if they don't think they can get a price which is attractive to them, the likely thing is they just sit on their hands and stay put. Because the one difference this time around, Guy, for me, and this is a major difference, is that since we've had the last recession, the 2007-9 banking crisis, the banks tightened up their criterion. And when they were giving out mortgages, rather than giving them out like sweets, their criterion has been extremely tight, including stress testing, larger deposits. So the vast majority of people that have mortgages and own their own homes, even if by a mortgage, do have some equity there. And that's the big difference this time around from previous recessions where people are quite close to the line. It's much more likely now that they have equity and equity gives you choices in terms of refinance, further advances, that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be a very interesting time because what I'm finding at the moment is demand and supply have come down. So the actual market itself hasn't been impacted as largely as one might expect by such a meteoric rise in rates. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You know, it's obviously always the balance of how, how many buyers you've got and how many sellers you've got. And you know, yeah. it sounds like the the balance is is pretty stable from what you're saying. Yeah, and it, I, I've always thought with property, especially as the population expands, and especially here in London, uh, people always need somewhere to live, and we're yeah. not building enough. And year on year, the problem just exacerbates itself, and so the market changes again because yeah. the demand is there, and if they're not buying, they're renting, and the the rent. Uh, market oh my gosh the rent market's gone absolutely nuts over here guy i don't know whether you've been following the rental market oh no absolutely can you just say i was just about to actually comment on that you know because rents 
have gone up considerably. A lot of people, a lot of um, landlords have pulled out of the um, rental market. Um, you know, it, it seems that it's been policy after policy after policy from the government that have been pushing hard against landlords. So you've reduced your stock and, you know, reduced stock always means increased prices. You know, average rent now in the UK, I think, is now for the first time over £1,000 a month. I mean, that's yeah. just quite extraordinary. And of course, yeah. you know, you're in London. Um, I would think um, your average rent is probably a couple of thousand a month or something. It's quite yeah. extraordinary. Yeah, it's £2,000 a month here, and we're in what I call a, a kind of blue-collar suburb. We're not particularly posh. We're not yeah. particularly poor. We're somewhere in between. We're kind of office and blue-collar suburb. And, uh, you know, what we find is that when we look at the rents and we look at our client base, it's, wow, that's really marginally affordable, you know. And, and yeah. what I'm seeing happening is more people um, coming together in order to rent jointly where they'd rent on their own before. And also from the uh, rationalization of families from larger houses down to smaller properties. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that in the residential market as well, especially because of fuel poverty and fuel yes. bills. People saying, well, actually this four bedroom house I'm rattling around, rattling around in, um, I could be in a flat where my energy bills would be, you know, divided by as much as eight. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, yeah, That's it right. makes such a huge difference now. But just going back to, you know, if you have a, an average rent of 2000 2000 pounds a month still buys you a lot of mortgage, even um, at the current higher interest rates. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's and I know that a lot of people like uh, the flexibility um, of renting, but it's still uh, I think ultimately I would like to still think we are um, a country that likes um, home ownership, home ownership. I think we are. And I think most of my tenants would rather be homeowners. And the main reason is the lack of security of tenure. You know, they yeah. sit in these places any time the landlord can say, I've had enough. I'm selling two months later. There you are. Your notice has expired. Off you go. And it doesn't give them any form of certainty for them and their families. And more and more now with the rent so high, you know, it's not just a case of just a few people renting. The market is huge. But I think where the government have got the wrong end of the stick here is they're sending the wrong message to landlords which is that you know here's another reason why you shouldn't be a landlord and some openly politicians have been open about their wish to reduce the rental market but i, I don't see how or why they would be doing that given that they're not building the stock to replace those landlords yeah it's just hurting those at the very bottom of the market particularly and i think you know that's going to be a huge problem over the next few years yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So we're going towards Christmas now. When's the next auction, Guy? Uh, the next auction is uh, November. Um, I should remember the date off the top of my hand, uh, head, which I um, just need to remind myself. It's the 3rd of November. Um, this is always a Thursday. We're always Thursdays. Um, and we've got quite a lot of good stock coming in. So really, really nice um, stock. So I highly recommend if people can have a look at uh, networkauctions.co.uk and um, I should just tell you, actually, we're quite excited. We're just about to launch our new website. Um, so, you know, it's like all of us. Exactly. We have our websites. We love our websites. And then suddenly we realize that they're a little bit out of date and need updating. So we've got a new logo. And we'll be launching that uh, in the next uh, couple of weeks. So we're very excited about that. Fantastic. That's great. And one further question, Guy. What's the most unusual property lot you've ever sold? Oh, gosh. Uh, over the years, we've sold quite a few unusual ones. Um, we had um, a property down in Devon, which was absolutely manor house, literally on the beach. 
um, but it had a huge grammar. It looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, it had a guy price, I think, was 100,000. It looked just, look, how could that be 100,000? It should be, you know, 2 million. Um, yeah. But it was in need of an awful lot of work. And it was actually uh, leasehold, um, and it had a huge um, ground rent. I think the ground rent was about £45,000 a year. Um, wow. And it was technically considered to be a commercial property rather than residential. So it wasn't possible for um, the buyers to be enfranchised. So that was that was a, certainly one that was um, very interesting. Um, but we've, we've sold all sorts of, uh, all sorts of, and I do remember selling one property once where it was um, a divorce case. This is not so much about the property, about the circumstance. It was a divorce case and it was quite a grand uh, house as well. Um, and by the way, we sell all sorts of properties, including little bits of land for you know, just a few hundred. But this, this is one I remember. Um, and their feuding wife, she turned up with her lawyer. She was in the front row with her lawyer. And then suddenly we had to look to the side as there was a lot of, lot of noise coming. And a helicopter landed in the car park and the husband came in. And he actually ended up buying buying the property back. Um, that was, it was <laughs> one of those. Odd circumstances, but uh, yeah. well, the one that I can remember, guy, the one that really sticks out to me is I was uh, sat in. A, I had a lot, as you know. I always attended. I used to attend when you were live. Absolutely. Like, I was you. always there. If I had a lot, there was me in the corner, you know, batting for my client. And uh, I always remember one where you were selling some small parcels of land, and it was a reverse auction, meaning folks for you listeners that have never heard of that that you start at a price and then you gradually come down until someone says I'll take it and I think you started this particular lot at something like a thousand pounds it was this parcel of land which you can't build on um some sort of green bell land and you said it's a thousand then you said it's 500 and then a, a really cocky guy in the corner said I'll give you a hundred quid mate <laughs> and you banged the gavel down and said sold and then Stuart walked over to him and explained that he just bought the plot which also came with a considerable expense in terms of the contract administration. Well, sure. I mean, that, that, was, that was obviously an unusual circumstance. We have sold, yeah. in fact, um, two things. When we normally would not sell by going down in price, but when people talk about a Dutch auction, um, people say, oh, you know, it's terrible. I got involved in a Dutch auction. They don't yeah. really understand what a Dutch auction is. That's actually how a Dutch auction works. Um, and it started when they were selling the flowers in the uh, flower market in Amsterdam, and the auctioneer would start. You know, would someone give me a hundred, you know, ninety, eighty, and then since yes, I see. So it's actually very good. Yeah, yeah, that technically is is what a Dutch auction is. And um, going back to little bits of land, um, yeah, we had one client um, in the last few years. We've sold just over a hundred lots uh, of land. Um, basically, the the father passed away and had had been a very very successful developer in the seventies um, and eighties, and got all these little bits of land left. And they really, the family thought they were worthless and, you know, literally they were going to just like literally um, burn the files because they thought they had nothing. I think we um, made well over a million pounds um, for them, uh, little bits wow. of land. And some of them did have, some, some of them were all, all just strange, awfully small, you know, literally a footpath here or a, an alleyway there. Um, but some of them did have um, opportunities and um, have probably now successfully got planning permission. But yeah, to achieve over a million pounds for something they thought was uh, a waste of time. The, 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 the dad certainly knew what he was doing, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Guy, thanks very much for your time today. It's been an absolute well, pleasure. Ken, let's do this again. It's been great fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And hope, yeah, do uh, come back on and, and update us, you know, when, when the uh, you've had a few more auctions in the year. Maybe we'll get an update on how things are, because actually it's nice to get an update on what's going on in your particular type of the business, because I have a feeling that for the next year or two, 
we're going to be busy on auctions. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, with, without question. I have a daily meeting with my uh, co-directors in network auctions, and that's certainly been uh, the case. Uh, I can yeah. say to you today, I, I phoned to speak to uh, Toby, who you know, Toby Limbrick, and he said, yeah. Guy, I'm so flat out, I can't even talk to you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you're absolutely correct. Fantastic. Sure I catch up right. with you later in the day, and I'll, and I'll give him your best wishes. Thank you. Yeah, please do. And all the team at Network, they're a great Thank bunch you. of guys. It's always thanks. a pleasure working with you and talking to you. So thanks very much for your time. Oh, thanks, Ben. It's been fun. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Property Buyer and Sellers podcast. Until then, look after yourselves and, if you can, your family and friends. Ciao. Thank you so much for joining us on yet another edition of the Property Buyer and Sellers podcast. You can find out more at our website, jamesalexander.com. You can email me directly, ken at jamesalexander.com. We are estate agents and we can give you hints, tips, tricks and advice wherever you're buying, selling, moving to or from. Thanks to Ben Sounds for the intro and outro today and thanks to Jack Bowles for production. 